Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Guardians manager. It's coming up at 8.30 on the fan. You're going to love him. They're going to love him, right? Are they going to love Stephen Vogt, Guardians manager? Seems like a nice guy. Yeah, I think I think they want to learn a lot more. I do too. How it's going to be very exploratory. How somebody who just finished playing baseball is now the manager of your team that was in really good hands, yeah. extra good hands for, for a decade. Now, by now, you probably already know. Be careful out there in the row ads. It is uh, very, 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 very slick. Uh, it's supposed to get up to about 38. Uh, just be careful because it's not good. Not good times out there. So be careful out there and uh, get to wherever you're going a little bit safer and uh, certainly not sooner, though. Uh, a lot of people are coming at me, at the, at me this morning, folks. Uh, guys, I'm just trying to save you from yourself. I am happy, and you... I'm trying not to get worked into a shoot by you, but you, damn it, you did me as dirty as anybody out there because then you made the Browns comparison, and I got people calling in going, well, Ken, when the Browns win a couple of games, you're up there hooting and hollering, but when the Cavs win eight in a row, you're farting in their general direction. I go, no, I'm not. I'll tell you this. I hate to be this way. It's a a once-a-week occurrence with the Browns, with your favorite football team, and guys, I'm not trying to... I'll be excited when they win football games next year. When they win games with the Cavs, I am excited. I just don't sit there and find ways. I'm not saying that they did poorly. I love how you got me spun up here. You got to be loving this across the table. Because now I have to explain myself. Lima asked me if I wanted to flip the switch. And I said no. Immediately, you all started killing me for it. Guys, I'll be the same way with the Browns. It's it's nice when you win. But our goals are going to be higher. Once you've accomplished making the playoffs, then I have to set my goals higher. We're supposed to build on this. It's not just make the playoffs and be thankful for it and then move on. Like, I'm glad they made the playoffs. It is an accomplishment, but next year I'm going to have to hold them to a higher standard. And I think that's the natural order of things, and I think you guys are all going to feel that way about that. But I think with the Cavs, it's the same exact thing. They made the playoffs last year. They got hammered physically by the New York Knicks and flatly embarrassed. And they've won eight in a row. I'm happy they've won eight in a row. I'm happy that people have got off J.B. Bickerstaff's case. I really dislike that every time they win a bunch of basketball games or anytime they win a game, somebody in my media brethren, whether it be at this station or any other radio station or TV or internet or whatever, writing, thinks that it's okay to just trade somebody. I think they should be adding, not subtracting, and there shouldn't be addition by subtraction. That all said... We're talking about flipping the switch. I do take the the switch flipping a bit more seriously than I do about a lot of other things, and I'm not going to flip the switch and then have to come in here if they get drubbed on Wednesday against Milwaukee and have to take it all back. Not going to do it. 
Well, at the very I'm least, you from even, yourself. even even if it's even if we're being responsible here, I'm trying to be, and we're not going to just flip the switch over an eight game win streak. It still is something that I think right now people around the league are perplexed. How is JB doing this with the Cavs? Remember at the start of this, I you know Donovan Mitchell uh, had some games where he wasn't even that great, and they were still winning. And Jared Allen has has maybe played the best basketball of his entire career. And remember, mm-hmm. he's been an All Star before. And, and, you know, you might say, well, that's because the game was in Cleveland. He would have never really made it. Okay, well, this year he's earning it. I mean, he has been unbelievable uh, since since Evan Mobley and Darius Carlin had gone down. And then welcome, welcome to the NBA and the big show to Sam Merrill, who is now one of the best shooters in the league. This is not a fluke anymore. This is 26 games where he's shooting 43% from the floor and – on pretty high volume for the limited minutes he plays. He's only playing 16 minutes, but he's getting up six threes. And unlike Max Truce, like he's hitting a high percentage yes. of his threes. These are all great so, looks. So why are you hammering so to flip I'm, the switch? I'm just surprised it doesn't sound like you're all that excited because of what happened, what, last year and and the disaster against New York. Like I, I think you can it's still because- be disappointed about that, but say, hey, what is this going to look like when we get our guys healthy again? And now... You have other guys Glad like Sam Merrill who are comfortable Glad coming off the bench. Up. Because when I said yesterday, and we didn't get to spend a lot of time on it yesterday because some things took off after Daryl's comments with us about everything that happened at the quarterback position. So I didn't get that a lot of time to say it yesterday. got about three minutes to get it off my chest. But when I did say about not trading people, immediately people started to get in about, oh, no, Ken, you can trade these guys. You, you can trade Donovan Mitchell. You said it yourself. You don't think he's going to sign here long term, so you could trade this guy. Okay, fine. So if you guys are all going to fart in my dinner, I guess I'm going to fart in yours about flipping the switch as well. Because you can't tell me that you beat the the Orlando Magic on the second night of a back-to-back that all of a sudden I'm going to flip the switch in the same vein after a person, the same person is telling me that it's okay to trade Donovan Mitchell right now, that it's okay to trade Evan Mobley right now. I mean, Evan freaking Mobley right now for picks is what people are telling Who me here. Who is saying like, this? I, I know it was a nice, long football season, but we're going to have to remove our heads from our asses here before we do that. I'm talking general fans. I'm talking general folks here. So I'm not. I'm gonna make him earn it. I'm not gonna flip the switch right now. I want to flip the switch. Yes, I do want to flip the switch. But I'm not gonna take it back and let everybody go ahead and tell me they were right and I was wrong. They gotta earn it. So I put February 12th out there as a date. I'm willing to even meet you halfway. Say they play Giannis tomorrow and Chris Middleton actually gives an effort and Dame Lillard plays and plays well and they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. We can discuss it on Thursday morning and maybe I will have changed my mind. But if you're giving me this eight in a row with all these teams that are terrible suck-ass teams that are going to be not. in the lottery, uh, eight in a row is nice, this but isn't I'm not just saying eight in a row. flipping they, the switch. They are clobbering teams. And, and we are, teams don't even have a shot right now and to we, beat the Cavs the way they're playing. But think about this. You cannot, you cannot misconstrue the definition of flipping the switch. The flipping of the switch was your idea, okay? And why? where did it come from? Tell me where the flipping of the switch came from. What, the LeBron teams? The LeBron when they would, team. When they would wake up and, what, and, and so decide, what all right, we're giving effort now. What were they talking about? They were talking about giving effort and getting going, flipping the switch. That was the little word that they said, and it was about contending. I asked you in the first segment, do you think you'd win a seven-game series against the Milwaukee Bucks? No, I said no. Do you think you'd win a seven-game series but against now, Boston? But now, I at least think that they are going to cause some issues that I, I think they may not have necessarily caused. I think this 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 set of injuries has uh, truly brought something out of this team that maybe we wouldn't have had to access. This was going down a really bad path. Let's be honest. 
I know they were dealing with injuries almost from the get-go, mm-hmm. but it was going down a bad path. I mean, there there were rumors circulating that it could get really bad for J.B. Bickerstaff uh, in the first month of the year. Yeah. And not only not only has he reversed any of that, there was the thought that, well, Donovan Mitchell, it's just a foregone conclusion now. He's going to get traded before the deadline because this is an irrelevant season. They're going nowhere fast. They've completely turned it around. They've climbed the standings. I think it started at nine. Now they're all the way up to four. Fourth. And, you know, we keep talking about, well, we don't want to see the Knicks. We don't want to see Miami. Do those teams want to see the Cavs? Especially if if Evan Mobley and Darius Garland get it cooking down the stretch. I mean, we'll see how it two looks. One, two, but, two, one, but six, four, think, seven, four, double, oh, 92. You Should think I flip those teams are going to want to see the Cavs? Am I being too negative? Should I flip the switch? Okay, that's fair. But the first thing you said is they saved themselves from a really bad path. So I'm supposed to flip the switch over them not failing, uh, being a complete failure? So should I flip the switch on you for making your mortgage payment every month, Anthony? Should I flip the switch for you for just doing what, what we, we're hoping to be able to do every month? Or should I flip the switch I, for you for winning I the lottery? Kenny, the NBA season is so, what should I do? is so long and things could have gone so south that I do think, on, I, I, granted, it's on the low rung of accomplishments, Eight-game win streak compared to, yeah, I'd rather win playoff series. Of course. Well, they can't but win we, playoff series right now. It's right. January. I we, understand we that. We are in January. This is when the doldrums start. I mean, look at around the NBA last night. You have teams no-showing. You have teams consistently giving no effort, not playing any defense. Have you seen the numbers? The Cavs have been, I, like, yeah. the number one defense. I thought they were number over the, two. Okay, number two over the last... Over the last eight games. Yeah, I thought and, it was last 13. Uh, okay, 13. And what are, they, what are they on offense? They're one of the best offensive teams I during that, that stretch. So they're doing it on both ends while other teams are already starting to, to think about their Mexico trips. Great for them. I, but you're, you're, you're totally poo-pooing it. You seem I'm like you don't, wanna, it. you don't want to give them any credit no, and nothing matters to the playoffs. I'm not Are we going to do that with the Browns it next year? Matter nothing to the matters until the playoffs? It does matter like, to the playoffs. Like, what a boring way no, to watch see, sports. You're, you're taking it, it and is, going 1,000 miles an hour. It is miserable weather. It's January. We're, we're shutting down schools. Can we not feast on some excitement? Right now, this what season is so long. What does the school's closing have to do with flipping because the switch? I need some excitement in my life. I'm you, don't have be, any, you don't even have I'm, school-age children I'm going to be in a in a awful hospital birthing ward over the next month. Your fault, not and, mine. I and, didn't make you have sex. And you're That's telling not me, my fault. You're telling me I don't get to get excited about any of my sports teams right now? The Browns season just ended in humiliation. You can be excited. Against a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. Yet you had me full of excitement when they beat the Bears. You can be the excited. Jaguars, oh, you the Texans excited when without, the Bears? I'm saying. You what? weren't excited. So I'm asking you. I didn't get you excited. I'm asking you. Why you are you that? not excited now? Why aren't you excited in the same way? I am excited. Nobody's saying. I it never seems, claimed once I wasn't excited. It seems like a double standard. I can tell in your voice. I can tell in your voice. You keep saying, well, I mean, they're, they're beating the Bucks without the Greek freak. Yeah, well, we beat the Houston Texans without C.J. Stroud, and we damn near threw a party. I don't think we did. Yes, we no, did. No, I don't think yes, we did. Yes, we did. We started off with Super Bowl, Super Browns, but it wasn't like we were packed with calls with people who said that we were going to the Super Bowl after and that this was a change. No, we were not. Where is no, this? No, where no, where no, is no, the NBA Finals, no. NBA oh, Finals way, Cavs? We didn't even do the show because next day was Christmas Day and then we were off the next week. So you can't but even you, claim that. So we didn't, get, we didn't get excited when. when we beat Arizona. We didn't get excited. No. no. Okay. We were excited guess, that we claimed we got another uh, so, win. So all that whoop it up was fake at the time it was not now fake. we do a fake show it was not it we do was a fake not, show it was not fake it was not stop it hi it everybody was, i'm anthony he's ken we do a fake show 92.3 the fan Hack. very sad very sad indeed what happened to you 
it was not fake. If you go back in the archive and listen, you will understand <laughs> that plenty of people said that Deshaun Watson did what he was supposed to do in that game. And if you go back in this archive, which is just 30 seconds ago, I'm looking for the Cavaliers to do what they're supposed to do in these games. Playing the Bulls. The Bulls don't even want to show up to work. You should beat the Bulls. All right? You got embarrassed on national television and what ended up being a five-game series, and it was a horrific experience. And I hope, and I know they can't do anything about that in January. But they're not beating teams that you yourself are saying are contenders. So why am I going to flip the switch and put them in the pantheon of contenders when they have not had that opportunity yet? When they do, and they do, I will be more than happy to flip the switch. But you cannot accuse me of being fake excited because it's not true. Fake excited for the Browns. You mentioned the Arizona game. I, probably because you got another email from these nut jobs out there who are accusing me of being negative about it, which I'm not. I was Nobody was overly joyed. The games we were overly joyed with, with the Browns. Bengals game, Titans game, 49ers game, Colts game. We were not overly joyed about the Cardinals game. Uh, Ravens game on November 12th, boom. Steelers game on the night. Boy, we were actually overjoyed on a lot of these games. I got to give you that. Um, and we didn't even get a chance to be overjoyed again after the Texans game and after the Jets game. And everybody was just ready for the playoffs by the time the Bengals game happened, even though we lost. And you said you didn't even watch the fourth quarter. You didn't even know that they actually scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So it, I, you can't brand me to be a fuddy-duddy and a negative person over this when I'm, I'm, j- I'm just telling you the way it's supposed to go. You want you want to flip the switch? Go ahead. It's your show, too. I, you can go ahead and flip the switch. I, I just well, think... What's stopping you from flipping I the switch? I just think, Kenny, that the Cavs... The Cavs have made what was trending in a very dangerously bad direction for all parties involved, and I'm talking everybody. There were people that just thought, man, Donovan Mitchell's gone. JB's going to get fired. Not only is none of that happening right now, mm-hmm. they're the hottest team in the NBA, and they got people talking about their excitement, and it just seems like people in this town are dismissing it. No, and, no, no, no. And I'm no. like, why, do we, why don't we do that for the I'm, Browns? I'm why not, is that a Cavs I'm thing right now? I'm not dismissing it. It's better than losing eight in a row. I'm not dismissing anything. But flipping the switch is supposed to, on this show, is supposed to be an important thing. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying or not wanting to do it. That's where I stand on that. All right? That's not it. What are you doing? You looking at all your mentions there, just, ripping me? I'm just a little disappointed. That's all. You're disappointed. Now I'm wondering what the Guardians are going to have to do to get some love. Oh, my God in heaven. Don't say that right before he comes in the room. I have no idea what the hell it's going to be. I think we are an excitable sports town, and I think sometimes it's on us to be able to show it. When a team deserves it, I think it's time. And when a team earns it, I think it's time to show it. That's all. Have they earned it? Yes. Yes. As much as you can earn anything in the regular season. Right. We just supposed to not pay attention right. to any well, regular go, seasons at all. There and they get, no, I, I am. But if they go out there and they get smashed, I, I don't want to have to take it back. It's supposed to be a tough thing to do. Flipping the switch is supposed to be difficult. It's not a cup of coffee. You can't just order it up now, is it? 216-400-092. Are they ripping me? 
I'm not looking no, at my computer. I, I, maybe, as much as I know, they probably all agree with you right now. No, they now. don't agree with because you. Because there there doesn't seem to be – I don't know what happened in this town that the only thing that matters is the playoffs. The only thing that matters is what happens at the end of a five-month season, six-month season. That's a that's a brutal way to live. You said it yourself. Well, and that's at, coming from me. All right. You, you mentioned football, right? What did you say to me on the phone yesterday about the Steelers? Think about this. That they now, I know they, they have care 20 about, years. Yeah, they don't care about the playoffs anymore. Okay, so what did you say they need to do? They need a bottoming out. So they care about the playoffs again. To make their fans feel good again Once about, you, about the accomplishments. We felt good. I was ready to flip the switch last year. And what did it what did it prove? So I know they can't prove anything until they get to the playoffs. So I know it's a I know it's a faulty thing to say, but man, you just you didn't just lose the series. You got robbed of your soul in the series. It was bad. It was and dark. It was bad. And I hope that this is I hope that this is taking care of it. And I hope that this is helping. And I do hope to flip the switch. That's why I put February uh, February twelfth out there. I said February 12th, it's going to be after the trade deadline. They're going to be playing Philly. They'll be playing Philly at home. Joel Embiid looks like he could be the MVP again. Like, there's a lot of stuff here that would make me feel like, hey, this is going to be great. It's going to be great. But you want me to do it after back-to-backs against Orlando and the Wizards, when this all started off? I mean, come on. What can I, can we, you're telling me to flip the switch. I'm asking to be held to a standard. You, if, if they go out and they beat, who's supposed to be terrible in the NFL next year? Who's it? Give me a give me a team maybe, that you think is going to be terrible. Maybe Minnesota. All right, they, they they want to bottom up. All right, it was Minnesota. Say they beat the Vikings twenty to seven next year at Cleveland Browns Stadium. I don't know what the hell their schedule is, but say they're going to beat the Vikings. Okay, well if I come in here and I whoop it up, you and Owen go ahead and tell me, well wait a minute, you didn't do it for the Cavs. Then I will sit there and eat it. I will eat it, and you guys will all be right, and I will be the one who's wrong. But we're talking about holding each other to a standard here is what we're doing. All right, coming up next. Stephen Vogt, going to join us on the show. We don't know much about the man. We want to learn more about the person, Stephen Vogt. Not just the Guardians manager, but the person, Stephen Vogt. Also later on, whether or not uh, we think Andrew Barry is going to hold on to Joe Flacco. Ken Carmen, Tone Master General, live on the fan. Back on the fan. We are back here in our studios right now, in our wonderful stage. And this is live. I don't know exactly what time it is. Lima, look at your phone so everybody knows it's live because it might sound a little different. 8.26 a.m. in the Hall of Fame city. And we are joined by new Guardians manager Stephen Vogt on the show. Stephen, thanks for joining us. Oh, I'm happy to be here. This is awesome. Tone, go ahead. You just called it the Hall of Fame city as if that's something that just rolls off the tongue. I don't think we've ever called it oh, that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? The reason I say that is because I grew up in Canton, and the, the rock station in Canton when I was growing up, they always go, ah, oh, it's 826 in the Hall of Fame city. And for whatever reason, I just decided to say it like that, even though we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. Have you toured it yet? I have not. That's one, one stop I need to make. I it's know. a wonderful place. You'll really, really like it. Tone? All right, so this, this has got to be... Uh, almost a thousand things happening at once for you because uh, you had Guards Fest over the weekend. I asked you off the air how that went. Um, what a what a cool environment just to get to see fans, get to meet them because they want to know who is this guy. We know we know him from his baseball card. We know him from maybe our rotisserie leagues. But here you are now as the manager and the guy replacing the guy, which is always something that some people would be nervous about. You seem like you're taking it all in stride. Yeah, uh, Guards Fest was awesome. Just getting to interact with fans and and seeing the excitement around this com- upcoming season, getting to meet the players face-to-face finally rather than just talking to them or texting. Um, what a great weekend. And just 
the reception that I've gotten from the fans. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And from people has just been, it's, it's helped me relax. It's helped me really feel welcome. And, you know, anytime you're taking a new job, it's daunting and you're replacing a Hall of Famer. Uh, even more so, but um, Tito's been great to me. Um, he's he's been a, a great resource, and and I couldn't be more thankful. You were just done playing a couple of years ago, right? Yep. Is that what you, is that what helps you with this group of guys? Because they're 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 going to be younger, obviously. And you are I, I couldn't believe it. You're 39 years old. You're just a couple of years older than me. What what separates you from some of the other ones out there? Yeah, I think that relatability for the younger players. You know, I, I just got done playing with a lot of them. I know what they're going through. I know what they're thinking. Um, I know what it feels like to break into the to the big leagues. I was a little older when I did it, but understanding the struggles that you go through when you first get to the major leagues and being able to relate to them. Um, I played against a lot of these guys, played with, you know, Ramon Laureano is my teammate. So um, just just having that ability to, to connect with them quickly, I think will be very helpful. I absolutely love one of the headlines from Guards Fest was that you got up there on the stage in front of the fans and – you basically said you embraced during the interview process that you were inexperienced. And I always love that because when you're coming out of college, they, uh, they tell you, all right, when you are getting interviewed, you know, you tell them you're going to be this moldable clay. You, you'll, you'll, you'll do whatever. I don't know if it went that far for you in this situation, but what, what a crazy set of circumstances that you're up there saying, yeah, I'm inexperienced. So what that's that, that should be uh, to me should be part of the selling point. Yeah. I, everybody, takes this job for the first time at some point, right? I think that's one of the things that we, you know, we overhype sometimes like, oh, they have no experience. Well, no one had experience at some point, right? And so um, getting this leap of faith from Cleveland has, has really made me feel special and it's, it, I'm excited for it. And I don't shy away from the phrase, I don't know. You know, I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'm not afraid to not have the answer. And I think that was a selling point, but at the same time, I'm hungry to learn and I want to learn as quickly as possible. If you're getting looks at 39, Stephen Vogt joining us on the show, New Guardians manager. If you're getting looks at 39, there, there would be no problem with you probably getting looks at it at 40 or 41. What made Cleveland an attractive market for you? What made the Guardians an attractive organization for you? Because, I mean, at, at that age, you could always say, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for maybe a better situation or something like that. What made this the best situation? I, the people. You know, just after one hour with Chris Antonetti, Mike Chernoff, and Matt Foreman, I, I told my wife, Alyssa, I said, that's where I want to work. Just meeting them, just hearing the way they speak about the people in the organization and what they believe in and what their what their core beliefs are, they aligned with mine. And also taking over for somebody like Tito, you're not having to come in and make a 180 with an organization. They're in a really good place. So it's let's pick up where you guys left off and let's see how much we can improve and get better from here. And so that's what really – it wasn't come in and make these huge changes and you have to – like I said, do a 180 at 39 with no experience. It's more of, oh, this, they're already in a good position. So now let's just come in and let's enhance. Who are you leaning on? I know everybody was wondering right off the bat, oh, are you talking to Tito? But you've got people in your orbit too, and you also have some people here in town that are obviously going to be able to help you and are familiar with the players that you're now going to be managing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, Tito has made himself a resource, and I've talked with him a number of times already. Um, just 
picking his brain on different things. And, but really it's the organization as a whole. We have so many great resources. You know, the front office is great. Our analytical team is great. Uh, we have a learning and development team. We've got, we've got all of these different resources that I can pick their brains. And at the same time, this coaching staff, you know, Sandy Alomar Jr. and Carl Willis coming back, um, just being able to rely on them and their experience. And really, I don't need to know everything. They, they've got a lot figured out. And so I ask a lot of questions. I lean on them. And so I really do feel like I'm very, very supported. Where are you from? I'm from Visalia, California. The Cleveland baseball team was very good when you and I were kids. Mm-hmm. From Visalia, California, with somebody – uh, at the radio station yesterday, they go, where, they, where is he from? I said, they said, Visalia, California. He goes, oh, onions. And I think we're like, oh, Vidalia, California. Yeah. One, <laughs> Visalia, California, what's that like? And two, what did you think of Cleveland when you were a kid? And, I mean, there's Hall of Famers that were on that team. Yeah, you can smell Visalia when you get off the uh, freeway. It's a dairy, dairy industry. Really? Yeah, so, um, and it's the gateway to the sequoias. So you can go up and see the giant trees. You can go up into the mountains. But, um, you know, it, it, it's a very rural, small – I mean, it's, it's funny to say small town. There's 150,000 people. But it's a very small town feel. It's very agriculture. Um, a lot of those things. My dad's worked in the citrus business for years, you know, things like that. So um, that's Visalia. Um, and I remember Kenny Lofton, Carlos Baerga, Jim Tomey, um, you know, the Alomar brothers, you know, like Bartolo Colon, Charles, Charles Nagy. I remember those teams very, very well. Um, and I just, I loved the way they played. They beat you down. They were really good. And, uh, you know, I just want to continue that. You know, last year was just a a bit of a disappointment, I think, for everybody involved. And look, around these parts, we have high expectations, especially with this organization and Tito. But for you, you you weren't here last year. Is there anything that you picked up on uh, with this team, with this roster, that you're like, you know what, we think we can do a little better in these parts almost immediately? Yeah, I mean, we played – so I was with Seattle last year, and we played the Guardians – seven out of the first 10 games of the year and they they kicked our butts you know like and what I remember leaving I'm like that's a good baseball team they do the little things right they play hard they throw strikes they catch the ball Um, and for for me like coming into this I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to get our guys to hit the ball harder like impact the baseball more and so it's teaching guys and especially with these younger players like hey when it's a 2-0 count take a shot I don't care if you swing and miss at a slider in the dirt 2-0. I want you trying to do damage and really, like, helping them understand trying to impact the baseball. It's okay to swing and miss before two strikes. That's okay. we got to take some shots to hit the ball in the gap. And so getting our guys to kind of maybe hit for a little more power, we have a lot of power potential on this roster. And so been talking with Chris Felica and our hitting group a lot about that. Like, we need to be really preaching this – throughout the off season and in spring training that we need to impact the baseball more. And so I think that's one of the little adjustments that we're trying to make. And we're really excited about where we're headed. Steven vote with us on the show. Did you always want to be a manager? Uh, I have for a very long time. Yes. When did you know you had what it took to be a manager? Um, probably in 2018. Um, I was with Milwaukee. I got hurt and missed the whole year, but I stayed with the team was on the bench, Craig council and David Stearns. Um, really helped me see behind the veil, and I was like, I, I know I can do this. How long were you with Oakland? Uh, five. I had a five-year stint, and then I went back for a sixth year in 2022. Okay. Uh, this is 
you know, they're a situation unlike anything other. You know, I'm not going to make the comparison. We're, we're blessed to have Cleveland baseball here for the foreseeable future for a long time. But during that time, was there anything you picked up? Because nobody blamed the players. Was there anything you picked up maybe that would help you in fan interaction that you see with any fan base, especially with a market size like Cleveland? Yeah, I think understanding how much the fans put into coming to games. You know, getting to know fans in, in Oakland was really special because you have some people that they work their job and save up just to afford their season tickets, and they put every passion into going and supporting the team. And so understanding that type of fan has really helped me. And, like, that's why we play. We play to entertain the fans and really preaching that to our guys and making sure they understand that, that, yes, we're here to play, we're here to do our job, but at the end of the day, we do this because people like to watch it. We wouldn't have a job if people didn't show up and watch. So um, really pushing that on our guys is what I, I take out of that. Do you think now is maybe a younger manager maybe quicker to embrace the quick evolution that's going on right now in baseball from the pitch clock to now stolen bases being in, in vogue again and just the way that the game is shaping up? Yeah, I think if you look at my playing career from 2012 to 2022, you see how much the game changed while I was going through it. You know, I was introduced to all the analytics at 30 years old. I had to adapt. I had to change. I had to, and so being able to make those adjustments on the fly as a player is really going to help me in this position now because with all the different changes we're making, there's going to continue to be more. We know that. And the game's changing very, very quickly. So being able to, to handle that, I think I'm well equipped for that. Who are you most excited in terms of the players on this roster? Who are you most excited to talk to first? Um, I mean, I got to talk to a lot of them, you know, but um, Bo Naylor really has me excited. You know, you look at this this young catcher with all the talent in the world and being able to watch him through his first full season and help him understand what it takes. He can catch. He can hit. But it's so much more than that, being an everyday catcher. And so to watch his evolution this year, I'm really excited. What's your theories on bunting? When necessary. <laughs> really? Because if there's anything that a lot of people complained about, and it, everybody loved Tito Francona here. But the one thing that people did complain about was excessive bunting. <laughs> so you say when absolutely necessary. Yeah. Right, that's going to win you a lot yeah. of fans. It's yeah. a bone of contention. Yes. At that point. All right. Well, just one final thing for me. I know you got to go. You got a lot of media responsibilities. We talk in this town. We obsess about expectations, whether it's the Browns, the Cavs. We just got into almost a fist fight on, on the air about what the team is doing coming off, you know, losing in the playoffs last year, now winning eight in a row. Can you look the fans in the face and tell them what the expectations are for this year? Yeah, our expectation is to win the World Series. It, it always will be. If you don't show up to spring training believing you can win the World Series, you might as well not show up. If we all do our job and we all play well and we do the little things right, we're going to be right in contention, and I think we have the group that can do it. It's going to take a lot of work, and it's going to take some guys having some really good years. But if you don't show up to spring training believing you can win the World Series, you might as well not come. And you've got what you need. Yeah, we do. You know, obviously there's always things you can improve. There's always things that um, you want to get better at. But this young group of players, there's so much potential in there, and we have some really good veterans that I think are going to have some really good years. Steven, thank you for stopping by. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Hope to fun. talk to you again a lot sooner and a lot more often. Sounds great to me. Absolutely. Steven Vogt, the manager of the Cleveland Guardians. We'll come back. We'll go to our other studio. We'll, we'll talk about what we just heard from Steven, where he's writing checks for us that we really, really like to hear. We'll talk about that and, and 
whether or not Andrew Barry gave us a look into whether or not Joe Flacco is going to come back next year. Ken Carmack, Tone Master General, take us with you to work on the free Odyssey app. Big thanks to Stephen Voter just joined us. It was in the Serpentini Auto Group spot, uh, studio. The Serpentini Auto Group studio. Fabulous stuff from Stephen Vogt. Yeah, yes. we're going to be using it more. A little bit of a, uh, we had a live studio audience of like five employees. Well, it was 8.30 in the morning. You know, you'd think some other guys might want to get to the get to the station earlier, go see the new manager of your well, Cleveland you Guardians. Oh, you know, it's, it's a little bit early. I, I mean, okay, well, if Nick Chubb was in here at 8.30 in the morning, maybe some people would be, more people would be in here. But if it was just about anybody else, it's like, I don't know if a lot of people would be in here. It is 8.30 in the morning. And you're asking employees to show up earlier to work. And it's an ice storm out there, Anthony, for crying out loud. I, uh, all right, here it is. I like, I know I just spent a 20-minute segment talking tough with you about the cast. Because <laughs> I was just about to go, hey, you know, I was impressed, but I'm easy to please. Oh, I am, am I? What did you think of Stephen Vogt? Because he did say, I, you asked what the goal was, and he said a World Series. I went, oh, that's a Wait, so spicy comment, isn't it? There are so many different ways that, that people, whether it's in sports, whether it's in, you know, the public sector, you know, private sector. Like, when people get big-time jobs, there are so many different ways that they go about doing it. There's no one way to do this thing. The, the egos in sports are obviously humongous. What I'm blown away by, and I'm sure there is ego with the new Guardians manager. You don't get a job like this if you're not able to talk that talk when it really matters. Mm -hmm. And who knows if he'll end up being great or if he'll end up being terrible. Uh, He says he has enough resources to win big right now. He said it. I said, can you look fans in the eyes and say that that these are the expectations? Well, that doesn't mean he doesn't believe it. Right, right. He may very well. I mean, you got to talk – if I if I were doing this in Dallas, I'd go. Well, I'm not sure about that. But you talk yourself into it if you're taking over a job like that. So well, I can't blame him for that. What an amazing way that he went about doing it, and maybe why he's here managing this team is he came in and he's like, I know what I don't know. Like that is something that sounds like a scripted answer to to try to sound like a, a guy who's willing to be molded. But with him, I think it, Very... it it really worked out for him. And I do look; he's got confidence. There's no doubt. You you don't walk into one of the best organizations in baseball, maybe sports. Not me saying that. That's basically everybody we've ever talked to outside of Cleveland that looks at these things. They all unanimously agree That's... the Guardians have one of the great organizations in all of sports. There's a reason guys have been plucked out of there uh, every single year. It would seem. I'm glad you picked up on that. He walked into there and he blew them away. With his mindset, I think there's something to be said for that. He said he knows what he don't know, right? In a lot of walks of life, you do something for long enough, you you think you're an expert on everything. And there's a lot of times where I will couch, well, it's only an opinion. Like when we were talking about the schools closing earlier this morning. It's like, well, there's going to be another side to everything. And I have not spent my life in education. I've spent my life doing this. And while I know a lot about this, there's still some things that that have to be left to learn. And I think that Stephen Vogt feels the same way. You always have to be open-minded to things, because I think once you start closing your mind, you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble at some point, whether it be losing your job, saying something you shouldn't say, whatever it might be, whatever walk of life you're in, I think that that's when there's a problem. And maybe the fresh perspective, like, listen, I'm a big fan of Terry Francona. I'm surprised that there's some people in our mentions right now who said it was about time and all that stuff. Uh, I've been a big fan of Terry Francona for a long time, but, you know, a decade any place is a long time for for a professional sports manager, coach, whatever it is. So, Maybe it was the right time 
to do that. Maybe he'll end up being a disaster. He, I don't Kenny, know. I'm not also, saying it's the, the best thing ever. I'm just saying, hey, I like the guy. But I, I tend to like everybody when they first get here. I, plus, I, he treated me very nicely. I'm so also, what am I supposed and to say? He, he, liked your, he liked your sweater. He really liked and your zip-up. And that zip was up. important to me, yeah. but I did feel a little out of place because I'm still wearing my Timberlands. <laughs> so, I, uh, I also, and it was a black sweater. I also find it interesting. In the NFL, I don't care who you are, when you get hired somewhere, what are you doing with the staff? What are you normally doing with the guys that are still there? Probably moving on. You're almost them. always moving on. Mm-hmm. What did he do here? Kept a lot of guys. He did not have that ego at such a level to where he's like, if I'm going to do it, it's got to be my way all the way around. True. He, he, he I, and I don't think that was forced on him either. I, I'd be interested uh, to, to hear what those dynamics were behind the scenes. But I think that is a confident guy that's willing to say, you know what, eh, Sandy Alomar, I think that's a guy I can lean on. Like I, and, and the fact that he is talking to Tito and has continued to talk to Tito, what a resource. Stop. Don and Lorraine, you're next up on the fan. Good morning, guys. Hey, uh, I really liked what I was hearing from Stephen Boat. I think, uh, you know, anytime you replace a legend, boy, that's a tough job. You know, I'd rather be the guy that replaces the guy that replaces the legend. That being said, I like uh, his outlook on hitting. You know, that's that's refreshing because we've always been based on pitching. And we have great pitching resources. You know, this it's not a bad thing to be based on pitching, but I liked his new fresh outlook on hitting. You know, take a swing at, at two and zero, oh, and and go for that uh, pound in the ball. You know, he said he he grew up watching the Indians in the nineties, and we pounded the mess out of people. Well, yeah, we don't quite have that type of team, but uh, that type of outlook I think can be refreshing. And I think it can go well with with us. And I, you know, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to big things with the Guardians. Certainly love hearing it. Thank you very much for the call, Don, and thank you very much for listening. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Coming up next, it wouldn't cause a divide in there. I'm concerned it would cause a divide out here. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lyman, take us with you to work on the free Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com. Slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.